There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning. You are listening to the Daily Doctrine Devotional. This is a daily podcast designed to teach and preach Bible doctrine each weekday throughout the year. This is Evangelist Tim McVeigh asking you to please let others know about this podcast so that they can subscribe or tune in each weekday. At the end of the podcast, we will provide you with subscription information as well as contact information for our ministry. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed, song of the redeemed. Thank you for tuning into the podcast again this day. We began the week on this Monday edition of the podcast, rejoicing over the good weekend in the house of God and how we thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his goodness to us. The McVeigh family has got another two weeks home, and then we'll head down south for uh, a long week, a uh, week of meetings, and then, of course, we'll follow up the following weekend, and then we'll be in East Broadtop, Pennsylvania, uh, beginning on January 9th, and we'll announce that a little bit later on, go into some more details, so if anybody's interested in attending that meeting, I'll give you some information about that. And so, as we come into this Christmas season, I want each of our uh, thoughts, our hearts, to continually be in prayer and continually be pray for others, think of the financial needs of others around us. And I would just like to say this, that we're a dear pastor friend up in western New York. Uh, his wife, at the time of this recording, is in the hospital. She's very sickly and uh, is not getting better at this point. And they're precious to my wife and I. I. Just ask you in generality, if you would just pray, that God would just have his way to be his will to raise her up. And if we have others we've mentioned last week, uh, sick and afflicted, and there's just so many needs. And again, consider the financial needs of others this Christmas. There are great needs out there as uh, the prices of fuel and energy continue to skyrocket and food skyrockets and gets more scarce. Uh, the rich are getting richer, the poor are getting poorer. But what they've done is they've taken the middle class and they've made the middle class poor. And so folks that used to didn't have need now have need. Folks that used to didn't be in poverty or borderline poverty. And so look at your brother. Consider your brother. Consider your sister. See what the needs are this Christmas season and try to help folks with those needs. I want to look at the statutes of God today. And as I looked at statutes, I looked at the Oxford English Dictionaries. I look at many dictionaries different times, just try to get an understanding of the word. But also sometimes it helps me to put it into words because I may understand a word and what it means, but I don't have the ability to put it into words that are clear to you. And looking at Oxford, the one definition I found that I thought was marvelous about statutes, it's a decree by God. And I thought, well, that's interesting because it's a decree by God. A statute is a decree. A statute is also a rule. But what's interesting about a statute is slightly different, I believe, from a precept, is it's for the general good. It's a rule put in place, and it's for the good of all men. We have statutes in the township where I live. We have commonwealth statutes, we have county statutes, and we have township statutes. And every person must abide by them. One of the statutes that we don't really like where I live is an outdoor burn ban. And the reason they do that is for the purity of the air, the clean, cleanness of the air. You're not allowed to burn leaves. You're not allowed to burn uh, wood. You're not allowed to burn trash outside you, unless you have a fire pit, a enclosed area, less than 36 inches. You're not allowed to burn things outside. And people grunt and groan and complain. 
But the nice thing about that is they have provided brush pickup twice a year. Uh, they pick up leaves in the in the fall. You can sweep them out by the curb and they'll pick them up. The street cleaner runs twice a year. And so they have bulk pickup twice a year. So if you have trash that uh, you need to get rid of, you can either call them or you take it down to the bulk pickup center. And so they have ways of getting stuff where you don't have to burn. But it's it's a statute they felt was for the general good. It's a statute they put in place for the common people. And that's what the Word of God speaks of when it speaks about statutes. That precept was more personal, but these statutes are for every one of us. These are not to be ignored, not to be disobeyed. There are laws in the Bible. When you go and look at them, they are for every single person in the New Testament church, in that body of Christ, and it's also still for the Jew today. And it's not just that they're for the good or for a betterment of people. They're God's statutes. He has a purpose behind them, not to be questioned, and it's for every single person. And so we look at these statutes in Psalm 119, in verse 5, he said, to keep thy statutes. What? My ways. In verse 8, I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. Then down to verse 27, he says, make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wonderful work. But then in verse 26 before that, he had said, I have declared my ways, and thou heardest me, teach me thy statutes. In verse 12, blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. Verse 16, I will delight myself in thy statutes, I will not forget thy word. Verse 23, princes also did sit and speak against me, but thy servant did meditate in thy statutes. So just like the precept, he meditates in the statutes of God. And by the way, these are rules that are given to us that are not negotiable. These are not flexible. These are not individual, although they do apply to you. But again, this is a broad brush. This is for every single one of us. Verse 33, teach me, O Lord, the way of thy statutes, and I shall keep it unto the end. Now, people say, well, why would there be precepts and statutes? What is the difference? Well, again, a precept, I believe, is personal. I believe a precept is for you. And as God reveals precepts to you, it's a manner of conduct. It's a manner of your living. These precepts are to help you live right that he would have a vessel of honor unto himself. And so those precepts that come out, there may be things that I don't have trouble with, you have trouble with, and God is going to point out those precepts to you. Your language, your cleanliness, uh, your, your attitude towards people, the way you come across, those are precepts. These statutes are for every single one of us. They are law. They are down in an iron pen, written in lead, and we see this by the word of God. These are not negotiable. You don't just say, well, I don't know if that applies. This does absolutely apply to you. So precepts, there's some things that may affect you that may not affect me. I may not have trouble with them, but statutes, absolutely. No room for disobedience. No room for twisting around. It's God's law. Verse 48, my hands also will I lift up under thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate in thy statutes. Verse 54, thy statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. You imagine men today singing the laws of God, how good the law of God is and singing about those things. But you realize the statutes God gave us were his song. They will keep you from evil. They will keep you from judgment. They will keep you from God's wrath. Verse 64, the earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. 
In verse 68, he says, Thou art good and doest good. Teach me thy statutes. That's the verse that God used to show me that the goodness of the Lord is not just in what he does, it's in who he is. Because he is good and he doeth good. And so because of that, Lord, would you teach me thy statutes? Part of his goodness is to teach us those things. That we don't live in error, that we don't live in sin, that we don't live in folly that's going to destroy us because we disobey God's statutes, but we need to be taught them. We need to ask the Lord, teach us thy statutes. I don't want to sin against God. I don't want to sin in ignorance against God. And there is a sin of ignorance. There is a sin that you don't know your sin. You don't know it's a law. You don't know it's a statute. So the Lord has to teach us those things. It is good for me, verse 71, that I have been afflicted, that I might learn thy statutes. Verse 80, let my heart be sound in thy statutes, that I be not ashamed. So it is a matter of the heart. It's a matter of believing God with the heart. God can teach us his statutes and that we'll apply them to our heart. Verse 83, for I am become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget thy statutes. Verse 112 of Psalm 119, again, we've just used this psalm to explain these statutes. You know, we went back to Psalm 19 on Friday's podcast because it ties right in with Psalm 119, but these are all in Psalm 119. Verse 112, I have inclined mine heart to perform thy statutes always, even unto the end. And so it is a matter of the heart. It's a matter of believing with our heart, then inclining our heart. That means our heart is leaning that way. Our heart is resting on these statutes. We're going to believe God. We're not just going to be hearers of the word. We're going to be doers of the word because we might find out we've deceived ourselves. Because if you can't be a doer of the word and yet you're hearing the word of God, you've deceived yourself. Psalm 117, he says, hold thou me up and I shall be safe. And I will have respect unto thy statutes continually. Verse 118, thou hast trodden down all them that err from thy statutes, for their deceit is falsehood. So again, do we want to be trod down of God? I personally don't want to be trod down of God. But he said, for them that err from thy statutes, those that turn from his law, those that turn from his ways, those that turn for him, God will tread them down. Why? Because God is concerned about his law. These are not just things that are for our betterment in this case. These are an absolute. These are things that God has forbid. These are things that God does not waver on. God does not has nothing to do with dietary law. But Peter took care of all of that. Yet there's people so worried about dietary law, but they miss their self-righteousness. They miss the loving neighbor as thyself. They miss the, the law of God concerning loving the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy soul. And there's uncleanness and there's perverseness. And there's so many things that will overthrow them because they've inclined away from God's law. They've erred in the laws of God. They have not done the laws of God. And because they err from his statutes, he will tread them down. Psalm 124, deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. And I love how the psalmist here, and again, I believe partially why David wrote at least some of this, because David knew the mercy of God. He understood the mercies of God. He continually threw himself at the Lord's mercies. And the psalmist here in Psalm 119 is continually bringing up the mercy of the Lord, throwing himself at God's mercy, bringing up God's mercy, reminding God of his mercy, yet he's going to keep his statutes. Psalm 135, make thy face to shine upon thy servant, and teach me thy statutes. I saw 119, 145. 
I have cried with my whole heart. Hear me, O Lord. I will keep thy statutes. Verse 155, salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. I want to come back to that in just a moment. Psalm 119 and 171, my lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. I want to close with Psalm 155. When he says salvation is far from the wicked. Why is that? For they seek not thy statutes. And what a terrible thing to seek not the statutes of God. When God has given these statutes to us, that we should go to him, believe that he is, believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, to believe the law of God, and to believe the law of God, believe that it is that schoolmaster. And we talk about that, but we don't believe that. But if we would find God's statutes and believe God's statutes, which is part of the gospel of Jesus Christ, by the way, and if we would believe that, we could come to Christ. The Apostle Paul, writing in Romans chapter 7, spoke of those statutes, and he talks of his conversion in Romans chapter chapter 7, and he said this, in verse 7, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I had not known sin, but by the law. Now, the Apostle Paul was a great student of the law. He knew God's law. He knew the precepts. He knew the statutes, the commandments, the judgments. He knew these things. He knew the testimonies of the Lord, but he had a problem. He said, I had not known sin, but by the law, for I had not known lust, except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. And because of those laws, the statutes of God involving covetousness, not just your neighbor's wife, although it is your neighbor's wife, not just your neighbor's ass, although it is your neighbor's ass. Not just your neighbor's ox, although it is your neighbor's ox. But not covet any other thing. The covetousness of money. The love of money, the root of all evil. If I just had gain, if I just had profit, if I just didn't have to wear these weird clothes and have this goofy outlook and, oh, man, my parents are so oppressive and this is so oppressive. And if I just had more, if I just had something different, the wantonness to have more and desire to change, oftentimes it's just covetousness. And the statutes of God were there to stop you in that. They stopped the apostle Paul in his covetousness. In verse 8, he says, but sin taking occasion by the commandment wrought in me all manner of concupiscence, for without the law, sin was dead. And so the fact that he did not know God's law, as he thought he did, because he didn't know it in his heart. He didn't understand it in his heart. His heart was not inclined to it. It was just a matter of religious practice. He obeyed the laws of religion, but he was disobedient to the law of God. He missed the statute of God. And then verse 9, for I was alive without the law once. When the commandment came, sin revived, and I died. And the commandment which was ordained to life, I found to be unto death. For sin, taken occasion by the commandment, deceived me, and by it slew me. And then in verse 12, he summarizes, Wherefore the law is holy, and the commandment holy, and just, and good. So the statutes of God are holy, they're just, and they're good. Why? Because they're contained in the law of God. And God has given them for your benefit, but he said salvation is far from the wicked, for they seek not thy statutes. Nobody's going to tell them how to live. Nobody's going to tell them what they need to do. Nobody's going to tell them that what they're doing is wrong, no matter how vile, no matter how wicked, 
no matter how disgusting and putrid it is before God, no one is going to tell them that what they're doing is wrong. And therefore, salvation is far from them. The reality is there are people in church that live that way. I know people in the house of God, some have been converted, some have not been converted, some have died in that iniquity, where nobody is going to tell them how to live. I've had people say, I don't care what the preacher says. Well, you know, it's not what the preacher says, but if he's preaching the law of God, it is what the preacher says. They say, I don't care what the evangelist says. Well, if God God has given the law of God to the evangelist to preach, they'd better care what the evangelist said. You see, the wicked are far from salvation because they do not believe the law of God. They do not want to be put under God's statutes. They don't want anybody to rule over them other than their own self and their own conscience and their own ways. It's why as a nation we're being destroyed, it's why this world is being destroyed. Men are waxing worse in the day in which we live because of lawlessness and godlessness. Iniquity abounds. And he said, because iniquity abounds, the love of many has waxed cold. Don't get cold on God. If you're lost, listen to this podcast. Don't get cold on God because of the iniquity of others. You seek God's statutes. You read the law of God. You take Leviticus and you take the book of Numbers and you read them and you read them and you read them until they are ingrained in your heart and your heart is inclined to them or else you too will end up far from salvation. My friend, I hope it's been a help to you today as we look at the statutes of Psalm 119. There's a lost soul who's tired of the sinning, and he longs to return to the Lord, as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelist.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manasseh Community Baptist Church, 70 Back Hollow Road, Blaine, Pennsylvania. 17006. Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God. Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow. And remember to look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Now the angels of God are rejoicing for the prodigal child has come home, and the saints all with gladness are singing.